Now, Birdsong, fun and fascinating talk about the top stories in today's headlines. Birdsong may just be the most qualified talk show host in the business, thanks to his many careers in law, government, and education. Here's your host, Leonard Birdsong. Hello, folks. This is Birdsong back with you. Glad to be here with you on the radio. Got a big show today. We have a guest who's going to tell us something about living longer. We're going to have some commentary from me about some of the current events of last week dealing with the Parkland students and their advocacy for gun control. We also talk a little bit about uh, President Trump and DACA. And uh, there will be some dumb criminal law stories and some riddles. And uh, I usually do a Paul Harvey story, but because uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King, I'm going to do a little appreciation for him. So stick with us. It's going to be a good show. My guest is author Victoria D. Schmidt. Believe it or not, she's 96 years old. And when she was in her early 80s, friends said, uh, how do you, how do you do it? What's your secret of looking so young and acting so young? She decided that, um, people would ask her this. People were in their 20s. She decided to write a book. And the book is named Victoria's 95 Secrets to a Happy, Healthy, Long Life. She's with us today. Welcome to Birdsong, Victoria. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine, and I think your name, Birdsong, is fabulous. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I sort of like it, too. I've been living with it for a long time. Um, <laughs> but not as long as me. I know, not as long as you. And uh, I never use the word OLD. I am not 96 years. I'm 96 years young, and in three, two weeks, I'm going to be 97. Good for you. God bless you. Well, you know, you sent me your book. I had a chance to read it. I think it's got some good uh, things in it. Well, I want to talk a little bit about it. But the first question I'm going to ask you, when did you retire? I never did. I don't believe in retirement. I don't <laughs> save for retirement. I save for peace of mind. And that's what I've done. And that's what's helped me go, living a long and happy, healthy life. And by say, working hard and never retiring, I've saved enough so I'm happy. I don't have to worry about my income. All right. You told me that your mantra is you must want to live a long life and view living with grace and acceptance. I think you've done that, but maybe most people can't do that. Well, I don't say can't. They can, but they have to want to. It's amazing to me how many people I, – I, hardly ever meet anyone who is my maturity, okay? And when I meet those that are like in their 80s or something, they say, oh, I hope I can make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. My first secret is the practice the power of positive thinking. So whether you think negatively or not, think positively and you'll make it. But you have to want to. Yeah, I think that that's right. And I want to, and obviously you do too. Absolutely. the, the book, I'll just tell our listeners, is on Amazon.com. It's a great read. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to ask you about a few of the secrets here that I've dropped, jotted down. I don't think we have time to do all 95, but <laughs> no I'd like way. you, <laughs> I'd like you to give some comments. Secret number eight has to do with the benefits of laughing out loud. Tell us about that. 
Well, absolutely. It's one of the most important positive uh, secrets that I can talk about. Not only does it help you with your health, it helps you with your mental health and also your social life. When you go out and you meet people, when you laugh, then the, the, you attract positive people. I, I, I don't really ever encounter, well, not encounter, I encounter negatives, but I am attracted to those who are positive, and I think that's what you have to do. And laugh, laugh out loud, and at least laugh out loud once a day, and that'll help you through the whole rest of the day. If you do it more, that's fine, but we have other things to do, but that's what you should do once a day. All right, that sounds good. I like that number, secret number eight, because I try to get a good laugh every day. What about secret number 10? Turn that frown into an upside down smile. Yes. Well, I say smile, smile often and see what happens. I smile all the time and it keeps your face uplifted. Even when you're not <laughs> smiling, you you look much better. And many years ago, I was in the fashion industry. I was reading a fashion book and it said you can be as more beautiful than a model. And I thought, well, I'm not particularly attractive. I'm okay. But I looked, and this is what it said, and, and a smile, and, and I looked at myself smiling, and I looked at the model in the picture, and she was uh, not smiling, and I looked better than she did. So <laughs> <laughs> that was encouragement. So smile, That's encouraging. Smile, smile often, and see what happens. Wonderful things happen. All right. Secret number 12, determine your life goals and focus on them. How about that? Oh, that's what I've done all my life. And actually, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. Even as a child, I knew, well, I wanted to go to the next class and the next class, and I wanted to learn more. And I can remember my sister was three years older than me. I said, gee, I have so much to learn. And then when I went from first grade and we moved from uh, one place in New Jersey to another, and I was amazed because of my positive thinking, I think. I skipped second grade and I went on to third. So plan ahead, and even if it's not you don't have to write it down, but think positively about what you're going to do next. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to jump over to secret number 36, one that I like, the pleasures and benefits of eating chocolate. Tell us about it. Of what? I didn't get what you said. Num- that, that secret number 36, it's the pleasures and benefits of eating chocolate. Oh, I am a chocoholic, and when I learned that it was good for you, was I happy, because I have some every day. But you have to have the best chocolate, not semi-sweet chocolate, but as pure chocolate as you can possibly get. And it puts you in a good mood, and it's good for you. It has so many benefits. It helps you live a long life. It makes you feel happy, and you enjoy it, and it's good for you. That's what I like about it. Well, that's great. I've tried dark chocolate, too. It is pretty good. I'm hoping that it's helping me out. Yeah. Now, number secret number 41, you talk about the benefits of eating salmon. Can you tell us about that one? Oh, yes. Well, uh, I 
stay away from uh, beef. I have it uh, once in a while when I go out to dinner with my family and I'll have uh, uh, roast beef, but I avoid it. I don't cook it for myself. I, uh, I generally have a lot of fish, all kinds of fish, and salmon is one of the best. And I've learned to cook it in different ways so you don't get bored with just having the salmon alone. But it's very healthful and eat a lot of seafood. I do. And do do, also veggies. The um, what about the plank? Do you do it on the plank? Is that where you grill it on a plank? Uh, no, I grill it in my uh, 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 my oven, my roaster, and uh, oh. I, I put all kinds of different things on it. I'll marinate it, and and it's it's you have to experiment with it and check various recipes and see what you can find to get the best flavor and keep it moist because it often dries when you put it in the oven that way. All right. Two more right now, number 44 and number 45. Tell us about 44 first. Coconut oil. I've never used coconut oil. Oh, what about you it? You know what? I didn't use it either. But what I do throughout my life Whenever I hear a, a, a recommendation of what to do, that's how I've built my 95 secrets. And I always used olive oil. And then I learned, oh, it was a few years ago, and it, it really is so helpful for you. And, and I like the, the flavor and the taste actually better than olive oil, and it has fewer calories, and use it for everything. Uh, it, it Actually, it's not an oil when you buy it. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, a, 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 a solid and you'll have to uh, um, put I put it in the oven whatever I need some and I put it on the salad I, I put it uh, when I cook a, 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 a broiled egg I use it in, in the water with that so I use it all the time and I found that it's I don't know why but it seems to be helping me and I like the flavor but oh, it, if you haven't used it try it you'll enjoy it I will try it because this is a good book and I've enjoyed reading about it. Let's talk now about secret number 45, run or walk. I know you do some walking. What about running? Oh, well, uh, I feel as one matures, one should take care of your body. And I have a, a an exercise uh, uh, helper, that uh, trainer that helps me. And she says, don't overdo even with young people, but I, I used to run, I used to jump rope a lot, but now I've sort of uh, cut back on how much I use my body because you have to protect yourself as you get more mature. You should do the things that are most helpful for you. And I walk a mile to a mile and a half every morning with my puppy, and uh, unconditional love is something that you have with a pet, and I walk with her every morning. And then uh, I, I work with my trainer twice a week and she control she helps me control how much activity I do so I can keep on going and then at night I I um, exercise for a half an hour so that's my activity and walking is the most important if I get going in the morning I'm, I don't walk when it's raining or snow or icy and I miss it but it helps you if you do it in the morning it'll help you do it throughout the day all right well that sounds really good tell me now and tell our audience, what about 52? Secret number 52, it's not about how you look, it's how you feel. Oh. Tell us about that. 
absolutely. And how you feel is, is important. It'll make you look good. So all my secrets lead up to having you feel good about yourself and having you feel physically well and doing the exercises and practicing with nutrition and all of the wonderful secrets that I have. And I just would like to mention that my book is Victoria 95.6 on how to live a healthy, happy, long life. And it's available on Amazon, or you can get it on, find out about it, if you don't mind my saying, on my website, which is victoriadschmidt.com. And thank you so much. I've enjoyed talking with you. Birdsong, I love your name. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm happy that I could have you on here. I want to ask you about a couple more, and then I'm going to let you go. Like I've said, I've read the book. I think it's a delightful read and has some very hem- helpful health tips in it i hope others will buy it i have to admit you sent me one free but it was great (laughs) i'm amazed that you went through it because i don't recommend somebody going through it all the way unless you want but pick out the things that you feel you can do and then uh, add to them as you go along but make sure you read the first few they're very important that's right all right I'm, i'm deep into the book now Number 54, secret number 54, non-sexual touching and the hug. What about that? Oh, you know, Americans don't do enough just touching. Uh, I've learned to do it, and people are surprised while I say, when they find out that I've written my book, and I say, as they're leaving or we're parting or something, I'll say, oh, just a minute, don't go. I want to practice one of my uh, secrets, and it's hugging. And everybody lights up, and they're so happy to to have that hug. And it, it's, it's important because, uh, according to... The uh, astronomers and scientists, we are all connected, and just touching each other is so important. And they're not sexual touches. They're just that we are connected and should be connected by touching one another. Amen, I say, amen. I'm going to jump now to the very last one. Secret number 95, you say, love every year of your life. Tell us about it. Have you loved every year of your life? I have loved every year of my life. And I have to go back to the power of positive thinking. By doing that, and you not only must love uh, every year of your life, you must love yourself. Learn and do appreciate the positives that you have. I could tell you, and maybe if I talk with you next time, I'll tell you about how I cannot sing and how I found out about it. So I felt, well, okay, I can't sing, but I have other things that I can do. And one of the things that I do now, my passion is to help other people and have a positive pursuit in your life, and mine is helping others. Well, God bless you again, Victoria. Your book is Victoria's 95 Secrets to a Happy, Healthy, and Long Life. I really enjoyed it. It's on Amazon.com. Thank you so much for being with us. I'll probably bring you on again. You are a good interview. You know? Well, you are a great interviewer, too. And boy, do you cover a lot in such a short time. I'm amazed. And well, thank you. And I love, I, I have to say it again. I love your name, Bert's. Bird song, and perhaps if we got to know each other, we would love each other in a sort of really friendly kind of way. All right, then that's what we'll do. Thanks so much, Victoria. Thank you. Bye. This is Bird. This is Bird Song. You're here with us. We just finished talking with 
Victoria D. Schmidt. She's 96 years young, she says, and I believe her. She wrote a book called Victoria's 95 Secrets to a Happy, Healthy, Long Life. She sent me a copy. I read it. It's very good. I Others might want to get one. It's not very expensive. You can go to Amazon.com. We've got more to come on the show. It's going to be up next, uh, time for my commentary on some of the things and current events of the last week. And I certainly want to tell you about those. We'll be right back. There's more to come. Hey folks, this is Birdsong back with you. Glad to be here on the radio with you. I always love being on radio. You know what? My face was made for radio. And my voice was too. Now I want to talk about some commentary on some current events from the past week. But before I do, I want to tie it into a little concept or story that some of you may have heard of, and maybe some of you are too young to know. Have you ever heard of kicking the tar baby? Well, in modern usage, kicking the tar baby refers to any sticky situation that is only aggravated by additional involvement with it. Now, this comes from a bunch of old plantation stories written by a fellow who uh, created a character called Uncle Remus. And in the Tar Baby, we have a rabbit called Br'er Rabbit, and then there's Br'er Fox. Br'er Rabbit usually gets the good of Br'er Fox. But in the Tar Baby, what happens is Br'er Fox was unhappy with not being able to catch the rabbit. So one day he takes some tar and some turpentine, mix it together, and fashions a doll called the Tar Baby. Puts a hat on it and puts it beside the road where Br'er Rabbit would come down. Br'er Fox is in the bushes. He sees that Br'er Rabbit wants to talk to the Tar Baby, but the Tar Baby doesn't say anything. So he starts punching the Tar Baby to make it talk. His right paw gets stuck. His left paw gets stuck. Then his back paws get stuck. And then he even butts the Tar Baby and he's stuck. Then, of course, the end of the story is he pleads with the fox, you can cook me, you can fry me, you can do whatever you want, but don't throw me into the briar patch. Well, that's what the fox did. He threw him in the briar patch, which is where all rabbits love to live. Now, I went through all of that little thing about the tar baby because... You know, this Parkland shooting, which is now more than a month ago, has brought out some students who are advocates for better gun control, or more gun control, I should say, and they have been very vocal, very outspoken. They coordinated a march on uh, Washington, D.C., more than a week ago, where 500,000 people showed up. However, there are some people who just don't like to hear from these children in their message, but they should not be talking about them because it's like 
kicking the tar baby. What's the best example? Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram was a longtime radio show host, conservative radio. She's now on Fox News. Last week, or week just before the last week, she sent some tweets out about one of the Parkland students. His name is David Hogg. How he, although he said things, she believed he was a whiner because, among other things, he indicated that he had been turned down for four colleges in California that he applied to. Now, he applied to other colleges, and he was got gotten into those, or got an offer, let's say. But she sent out tweets about this, saying what a whiner he was. Now, why did she have to do that? She did not have to say anything about a 17-year-old who's going to go to college who is a survivor of a mass shooting in his school. He's not a whiner. The problem is this led to her kicking the tar baby because David Hogg went to the Twitter, and his Twitter account has something like 700 or 70,000 followers, and said, let's boycott some of her advertisers on Fox News. And within a few hours, about eight of her eight of her sponsors had dumped her. Of course, she had to apologize. It was a weak apology, and she's lost more advertisers. Right now, she's still on vacation, still on her Easter vacation. She has not come back to her show. But there is no need to treat these children who are trying to do something for America like the way she did. Also, there was a state representative in Florida. His name is um, Randy Fine, F-I-N-E. Last week, he filed legislation to repeal gun control measures that had been put in place by the Florida governor just days before. That is, a three-day waiting period to buy a gun, 21 years old to buy an assault rifle, and no bump stocks. Now, the problem with this, he voted for the original bill, and now he wants to have a bill or file legislation to repeal those gun measures. Some of the Parkland High School students said he voted for the bill when it went through the House. He's now simply terrified of the backlash from the NRA, and we want to in unseat him. They have started a at vote him out program on Twitter. And again, that is a situation like kicking the tar baby. Why didn't you just keep your mouth shut, Mr. Fine? All right. I've gotten those things out of my system. I just don't think we should be treating 17 and 18 and 16 year old students like they're criminals because they're coming out for more common sense gun control. Now, the last commentary that I want to talk about about the last week, President Trump said things like, uh, and this was on Sunday, he says that there are caravans of undocumented aliens coming to the United States from Honduras. They're in caravans, and they're coming to try to get DACA relief. DACA, of course, is Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. That means they won't be deported. And there was a program to let people who came here 
as children who were brought here by their parents to be able to stay in America and work. We have not gotten permanent legislation on this, but I don't think the president is right. He says that these people are coming here to get DACA relief. Well, if you know anything about immigration and anything about DACA, you would know that to be eligible for DACA relief, you had to have come to this country on or before June of 2007. You couldn't be older than 31 years old to get DACA. And this caravan was stopped a day later by Mexican authorities. The facts show that many of the people in this caravan weren't coming to go to the United States. They had legal visas to be in Mexico. Now, some of them may have wanted to come, but none of them made it to the border. So, again, let's not be taken in by some of this rhetoric about things that are not going to happen. Caravans of people are not coming from Central America and South America to invade the United States. Now, I say that because I know a lot about immigration. I was a consular officer overseas who issued visas and knew a lot about immigration work. Don't fall into the trap of believing everything you read. This is Birdsong. That's my opinion. You may have your own opinion. I'll be back. song back with you glad you stayed with me i have more to talk about as you know i collect dumb criminal law stories from around the world i was a law professor for about 20 years and i started collecting these stories for my law students and putting them on my blog birdsongslaw.com these stories were all true my students love them i keep collecting them i have some books as a matter of fact full of dumb criminal law stories you can also find them on Amazon.com or on LeonardBirdsong.com. They're cheap but funny. Here's some stories that I collected near the end of 2017. The first one comes from Florida. Headline, she seems she was the biggest demon. We have learned that a self-proclaimed Florida psychic who charged an elderly woman more than $3.5 million for exorcisms and spiritual cleansing, has pleaded guilty to tax evasion. Her name? Sally Johnson. She's 41. She made this money between 2007 and 2014 by promising to rid the wealthy Massachusetts woman of demons. However, it seems she was the biggest demon. (laughs) Another little strange one from Florida, and a lot of these dumb stories come out of Florida. Headline, she had no soul. A woman got so angry at a police officer for stopping her on the highway, she pulled off her shoes and threw threw them at his patrol car. Amber Capararo, 31, was walking in the middle of the highway in St. Lucie County, when the officer tried to stop her for her own safety. She allegedly flew into a rage and threw her shoes at his car 
and then jumped on the hood. Yes, she was arrested. <laughs> Germany. What a strange one. The headline. Water, water everywhere and none to drink. A man left his faucet and toilet running continuously for at least a year. He used 1.8 million gallons of water and caused massive damage to his Salzgitter apartment building. His apartment manager called police in late autumn of 2017 after the water began leaking into other apartments. When police arrived, the alleged so-called, quote, hydromaniac, end quote, had to be subdued with pepper spray and was taken in for psychiatric evaluation. Thank heavens. <laughs> All right. Nevada. Headline. Hottie Pursuit. A woman stole a paramedic's ambulance in Las Vegas and led police on a 50-mile chase on a highway toward California. The woman had stolen the vehicle outside of a pharmacy in early September of last year. She put on the brakes and ended the chase only when she realized that the police were about to use tire spikes. I guess she did not want the tires of the ambulance busted out. Yeah, right. Pennsylvania. Headline. Not-so-nice fake nuns. It's been reported that two bandits charged with robbing a Pennsylvania bank while dressed as nuns are also responsible for two robberies in New Jersey, according to police. Swahili Rodriguez and Melissa Aquino were charged recently with bank robberies in Garfield and Teaneck. The pair also accused of robbing a bank in Tannersville, PA, all in the same nun costumes. But they were not nuns. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Oh, gosh. These stories never go away. Here's one from Georgia that I collected. She acted like a real witch. Police asked Irene Handy, 66, to remove a large banner on her home in the town of Lilburn, Georgia, after her neighbors complained. Instead of taking the banner down, the senior citizen allegedly doused a broom with kerosene, set it afire, and lunged at the officers. She was promptly arrested and charged with aggravated assault on a peace officer. We have not learned what the banner promoted. She acted like a real witch, though. <laughs> oh. Headline on this one that comes from India just says, Ouch! A woman became so enraged at her lover for planning to marry someone else that she cut off his penis. The 26-year-old man known as Irashad met up with his girlfriend one last time in the town of Katipuram. However, when she learned he had agreed to an arranged marriage with another woman, she flew into a fit of rage and chopped off his member with a knife. There is no information about her arrest, and we do not know whether the penis was surgically reattached. Ouch! <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Oh, be careful what you tell your ex-lover. All right, just a few more here. Michigan, anyone for a cookie? That's the headline. A Subway sandwich shop manager was arrested for running an elaborate marijuana selling operation out of his shop in Highland Park, Michigan. The manager allegedly sold weed, that is marijuana, alongside sandwiches and soda to customers who asked for a cookie. When police confronted the man, he tried to throw away a trash bag stuffed full of marijuana and $5,000 in cash. Police, of course, took it. New Mexico. This one, the headline says, yep, truth in advertising. Police and FBI agents broke into a meth, heroin, and cocaine ring, allegedly run out of a mechanic's shop called, quote, Get your fix automotive, end quote, in Pueblo, New Mexico. Undercover agents had bought drugs and guns from the shop owner, Daniel Vasquez, who was 30. Police made an arrest. Here's one from North Carolina. The headline, What a Dummy. Tion Douglas, 21, believed he had found a safe place to stash his marijuana. In some weeds. Tion was outside the courthouse in the town of Sanford, North Carolina, waiting for his hearing on a probation violation when he decided it would be foolish to bring the stash with him into the courthouse. So what did he do? He tried to bury it in some bushes just outside the courthouse, but police officers spotted what he was doing and arrested him. What a dummy. (laughs) Everyone knows that police officers hang around outside of courthouses. What a silly thing to do. (laughs) All right, folks, this is our last dumb criminal story for today. It comes from Oklahoma. A play on words is the headline. Shafted by the penal system. We learn that Dustin Lance, 32, contends in a $5 million lawsuit that he suffered permanent injury from a 91-hour erection in December of 2016. This is after the staff at the Pittsburgh County Jail ignored his pleas for medical care and made fun of him. He was shafted by the penal system. (laughs) Oh, these stories are true but dumb, and they never stop coming. This is Birdsong. I've got more. Stick with us. This is Birdsong. I told you I'd be back with you. We have some more to the show here. As you know, I usually have a few riddles for you. I'll tell you the answers to them at the end of the show, but let's see if you can figure them out. These riddles aren't difficult, but you got to think about them. Here's the first riddle for today. Where does Russian milk come from? The question, where does Russian milk come from? The second riddle. Why did the bee have to stand in the corner? 
why did the bee have to stand in the corner? Finally, number three, when you've seen one shopping center, what have you also seen? All right, those are the three riddles. I'm going to give you the answers at the end of the show. Now, what I want to do here, as you know, I usually come up with a Paul Harvey rest of the story. Story, I like those. I like Paul Harvey. He's a great broadcaster. But 50 years ago, on April 4th, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. This is the, this week, past week, is the 50th anniversary. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American clergyman and civil rights leader. He was fatally shot at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4th, 1968. He was rushed that evening to St. Joseph's Hospital where he died at 7.05 Central Standard Time. He was a prominent leader of the civil rights movement and a Nobel Peace Prize laureate who was known for his use of nonviolence and civil disobedience. He was the leader, one of the leaders, of the 1955 Birmingham bus boycott, which ended segregation of the public transportation in Birmingham. It took a year. Black people boycotted the bus. They walked to work. They carpooled. They didn't use the transit system. Transit system was going broke. The court said you can't have this kind of segregation. Martin Luther King went on to do other things, other marches in the South. He was reviled by many people. He had been jailed, but he remained nonviolent. His efforts at civil rights not only won the bus boycott in Birmingham and immigration in other cities, his work led to the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act. These are important in our history. 1964 Civil Rights Act outlawed discrimination on race in all businesses across the United States. The Voting Rights Act guaranteed African Americans in the South and other places where they had been disenfranchised allowed them to vote for the first time. Now, Martin Luther King went to many places to help in segregation and unfair treatment for African Americans. In February of 1968, he traveled to Memphis, Tennessee, in support of striking African American city sanitation workers. The workers had staged a walkout in February of 1968 to protest unequal wages and working conditions imposed by the then-mayor, Henry Loeb. At that time, Memphis paid black workers significantly lower wages than whites. So Martin Luther King came to town. Now, before he came, he had received frequent death threats due to his prominence in the civil rights movement. He had confronted the risk of death and made that recognition as part of his philosophy. He taught that murder would not or could not stop the struggle for equal rights. After the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in 1963, Dr. King told his wife Coretta, quote, this is what's going to happen to me 
also. Now, in Memphis, on April 3rd, he went back to Memphis. He returned to address a gathering at what's called the Mason Temple, which was the world headquarters of the Church of God in Christ in Memphis, Tennessee. His airline flight to Memphis had been delayed by a bomb threat, but he made it to the planned threat. There was no bomb. King delivered the speech now known as the I've Been to the Mountaintop Address. As he neared the close, he referred to the bomb threat. I'm going to read his words. And then I got to Memphis, and some began to say the threats or the talk about the threats that were out there. What would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know. I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it doesn't matter to me now, because I've been to the mountaintop, and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. He's allowed me to go up to the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about a thing. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. 24 hours later, he was assassinated by James Earl Ray a fugitive from the Missouri State Penitentiary. Ray had been arrested on June 8th in London. He came back or was extradited back to the United States, stood trial, and was given a sentence of 99 years in prison. Everyone in this country, whether they know it or not, owes an awful lot to Martin Luther King. I'm glad I had the time to take a little time to give you this appreciation. Fifty years ago, there's still a way to go. All right, you heard my little homage to Martin Luther King. Here are the answers to the riddles. Were you able to figure them out? The first one, where does Russian milk come from? Where does Russian, where does Russian milk come from? Well, it comes from Moscow's course. <laughs> second riddle, did you figure it out? Why did the bee have to stand in the corner? Why did the bee have to stand in the corner? Did you get it? He had to stand in the corner because it didn't beehive. <laughs> it didn't beehive, get it? <laughs> All right, the last one. When you've seen one shopping center, what have you seen? The answer, you've seen them all. Get it? You've seen them all. If you see one shopping center, you've seen them all. All right, this is Birdsong. It's been great being with you. I'm going to leave you with these words of wisdom for this week. I'll be back next week. Pity the man who inherits a million dollars and isn't a millionaire. Here's what, here's what would be pitiful. If your income grew and you didn't, pity the man who inherits a million dollars and isn't a millionaire. This is Birdsong signing off. I love being with you. Come back and listen to me next week.